to shut the fuck up. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, back, back in the flesh, and I'm feeling so blessed. Actually, I'm back in the um, in the uh, sound waves of of this existence, I'm just existing on this ethereal plane right now, coming to you live uh, through audio. And it's going into your ears, and then your brain's processing it with a bunch of synapses, and then turning that, these sounds that my vocal cords are slapping together, it's turning into some language that you can understand. And we're all, uh, we're all having a good time. Um, I think the last time I posted was maybe two weeks ago, and I've had a I've had a, a long two weeks. Everybody, you can hear my voice right now. Um, I got um, uh, I got sick. I've been sick for the past like four days because I've been so overrun with living and. I had family visit for a week, and that was very fun. And then we saw Shia LaBeouf, and that was also very fun and cool, and also nice. And just been working on stuff, making t-shirts, and dreaming a ton, but I haven't really been uh, really writing down my dreams, but I've been having some pretty crazy dreams lately. I had a crazy one last night that I'll share with you. And it, I don't know what it means, but they're here in New York. I kind of take the same uh, path to work. And I always see this homeless gentleman that his back, his back is just very, uh, oh shit, sound like gunshots. Okay, well. Um, so there's this homeless guy that I always see probably every day, um, just biking around. Um, his back is, can you hear my pipes banging? My pipes are banging over here. But this homeless guy, his back is really messed up and he kind of looks like the letter C. And his, I think it's just from him living on the street so long, but... His head droops down and it almost looks like his head is is where his stomach should be. And he just kinda has this like really gnarly like hunch. So he just looks like very curled up and it looks abnormal. Um and he always stares into Dunkin' Donuts. Um but he's just like hunched over, like curled over, and his head is like upright where his stomach should be. And it's kinda disturbing. But I had a dream last night that I saw someone like that when I was walking uh, through this corridor and they came around the other side of the corner and their body was curled up like that. They were like hunched over walking but their head was where their stomach should be and they were coughing and like spitting a bunch of loogies out like <coughs> and uh, 
and it was they were <laughs> picking up speed at me and fucking freaked me out so I put my my long leg out to kind of hinder them and I was putting my leg against their head like pushing them back like it was a zombie and they were kept on going <laughs> and tons of fucking phlegm boogers were flying out of their face and uh yeah they just they got away and then just like came up to me and then I woke up but that was my dream last night and I didn't sleep that much I went to bed at like 5am and I just woke up at probably like 11 um but yeah um uh, I don't know if I even have any dreams that were submitted but I have I know I have one so we're just gonna uh freestyle this one like we're all freestyling life What the duck is going on? Alright, so this next dream comes from my buddy, my pal, Caleb. He's a good friend and a good artist. And if you'd like to check out his art, I suggest you follow him on Instagram. His Instagram is at Caleb Han. Han is spelled H-A-H-N-E. Good artist, good friend, good person. And Caleb sent me in one of his dreams that I'm going to read right now. I was still on my painting residency, but this time we were deep in the mountains and there was tons of snow. We had just gotten out of the car and I was there with Johnny, Aaron, Kyan, and two other people. Kyan and I walked away from the group to look at a tree, and I said, Wouldn't it be crazy if a snow leopard was here? Oh my god! Then boom! A snow leopard appeared. So I started to try and hide, but then everyone realized, Alright, there's a snow leopard. Um, So I started to try and hide, but then realized that I had to tell everyone so I wouldn't get attacked. So I started running back to the group, and this leopard started to chase me. I was screaming at the group to help. Hey, dudes. Fucking run. But no one could hear me. Finally, the leopard outran me and attacked Johnny, whom was wearing a cheetah costume. Everyone started screaming and filming it on their phones. So I ran inside and grabbed a knife and started stabbing it, but nothing was happening. And I was yelling at everyone to help me, but no one would listen. Then the leopard turned into a bear and started attacking me and I started to fight it and still no one would help me. Then it turned to Johnny again and started biting his head. And then I stabbed it in the eye and it collapsed. I remember bleeding all over the place and collapsing. And then I woke up in the hospital and that was when I woke up in my bed. Crazy. <laughs> All right, let's break down this fucking dream, dude. Um. So you're with your friends, 
the good homies out and about and I see this kind of dream a lot since the the ones that people have been submitting me and it seems that everyone is getting attacked or they're witnessing attack an attack and they have no control of the situation so it seems like this is um you dealing with some sort of fear of uh, not being able to control a situation and trying to warn people and they're not listening and so they're getting hurt when all you're trying to do is help them. But what is interesting is that your friend Johnny was wearing a cheetah costume. <laughs> uh and everyone started filming it on their phone when he got attacked. So maybe that might be your 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 take on where society is heading where everything is becoming a spectacle. And maybe that's your way of dealing with the fact that you go anywhere now and you see everyone on their phones and it's a little depressing. I mean I'm I'm no different. I'm on my phone all the time when I'm out and about trying to get shit done. Trying to get those likes. Um, but yeah, that could be a way of you seeing that that um, people just want to record something like an event like that so they can post it and get likes and yo, world star! And uh, see some crazy shit happen. But yeah, the feeling of seeing someone that you care about, a friend, um, getting attacked and you can't help them. Um, it's a horrible feeling. That loss of control and that feeling of powerlessness. Um, it's not good. So it says you stabbed the the leopard that turned into a bear in the eye, and it collapsed. So the eye is probably one of the most vulnerable parts of the body, besides the balls, besides the genitals. Um, so maybe that's your um, that might be your way. If this was my dream, it'd be I would interpret it as the I'm attacking this vulnerable place on this thing that's this problem that's attacking me. And I guess when you're addressing it and you're going towards it and attacking it, it's most vulnerable place you kill it. So maybe it's just nipping it in the bud and coming to terms with coming to terms with. Uh, with yourself and those situations of losing control and not being able to help somebody but then it yeah it hurts you and then you're bleeding all over the place and collapsing but then you wake up and you're all better Hmm. yep I'm I'm gonna say that that this this personification of 
being uh, uh, being in control and then attacking this problem in its most vulnerable place, the eye, the ojo, is um, is your way of is your way of uh, dealing with it unconsciously or subconsciously, whatever whatever one fits. But I hope that uh, I helped you, Cal. And I want you to have some good dreams for me, all right? All right, my baby boy, my blue boy. I'll talk to you later. All right, we are back, and I hope you enjoyed that last dream. Um, but <laughs> I don't think I have any other dreams that were submitted, or maybe I just can't find them, but I thought it'd be fun if I just kind of riffed on some, uh, some dreams I found online that were of sleepwalking, and there's seven criminal cases that involved, uh, sleepwalking, uh, testimony. Or a sleepwalking in, uh, defense. So I was just going to talk about it. But I used to sleepwalk <laughs> as a kid a lot. And, um, yeah, I would sleepwalk a lot. And I remember this one time when I was sleepwalking that I fucking ended up outside in my dog's doghouse. It was so strange, but I, I have no idea what happened. Um... There's other times where I was sleepwalking, I ended up in the closet. Um, yeah, it was weird. I don't know what happens, but these are seven criminal cases uh, that people use as sleepwalking defense. Um, let's see. You get a little away with a lot of shit if you have a interesting enough um, fucking plea, I guess. Let's see. Okay, this is this one's called The State versus Bradley. And a Texas man, Izom Bradley, testified in 1920 that he and his mistress were preparing for bed when he became alarmed about an enemy who had made a threat against him. Fearing a secret attack, he went to bed with a pistol under his pillow. Later roused by a noise, he jumped up and fired shots. When he found himself and got reconciled, he lit his lamp. His girlfriend was dead at the foot of the bed. Bradley was convicted of murder, but the conviction was reversed on appeal. The jury hadn't been informed of the possibility that he could have been asleep and had fired shots without volition while in a somnambulistic state I don't know what that means but uh, I'm guessing he was just in a state of a state of deep sleep that REM sleep um, that's fucking crazy though being able to operate a weapon while you're asleep um, uh <laughs> I also thinking about sleepwalking 
this isn't like really sleepwalking, but it's more of sleep talking. Um, there was <laughs> back in back in my teens. Um, I had my me and my friend had been like drinking one night, and we were at my house, and um, I think he had passed out first, and he was just sleeping on the floor, and he kind of sleep talks a lot and I was just bored and I was still up and I was still drinking and he he was just sleep talking just kind of mummering and mumbling Um, and his hands were both open while he was sleeping so I ended up (laughs) I ended up I don't even think he listens to this but yeah I ended up putting a bunch of cat food in both of his hands. I filled up both of his hands with cat food. And uh, I woke him up and I was like, hey, like, what are you doing? And he was like, what? What's, what's going on? And I was like, you, you woke up. Uh, I, you, you woke up and you just started eating the cat food and he like opened his hands or he looked at his hands and they were just filled <laughs> filled with these little piles of like kibbles or not kibbles but fucking meow mix and uh he uh <laughs> he was just so fucking confused and he was just like I don't like taste anything but uh <laughs> yeah I was just I convinced him that he had uh slept walked and just started eating cat food and uh he <laughs> He went back to bed and kept uh, sleep talking, and he ended up like talk. He ended up repeating this long digit number. He was like four fifty two eighty nine five sixteen, and it was so fucking freaky. <laughs> He's just fucking. I don't know. Some, some sort of distant alien was fucking. Pr- projecting coordinates in his mind or something. Um, Let's read another one. Yeah, I can't imagine being able to operate. uh, And a lot of these people are just... Yeah, I feel like this is all, like, guys. This is most guys that um, probably not happy with their life or marriage and they just ended up killing their <laughs> killing their significant other and just using this um this fucking defense of those sleepwalking I think there was another case where a guy ended up killing someone and he blamed it on a Twinkie or something I think it was called the Twinkie defense but he claimed he had too much sugar in his system um if that was the case, and Halloween would be a bloodbath. My good sir. Uh, all right, let's read, read another one. Kenneth Parks, a young Canadian man, was acquitted in the 1987 murder of his mother-in-law after using the sleepwalking defense. On the night of the death, he arose from bed, drove 14 miles to the house of his in-laws, with whom he had said to be close, and strangled his father-in-law until the man passed out. He bludgeoned his mother-in-law with the, the with the tire iron, 
and stabbed them both with a kitchen knife. The woman died, the man barely survived. Parks then arrived at a police station. Police said he seemed confused about what he had transpired, and they noted something odd. Parks appeared oblivious to the fact that he had severed tendons in both his hands during the attack. That obliviousness to pain, along with other factors including a strong family history of parasomnias, led experts to testify that Parks had been sleepwalking during the attack. Not conscious, not responsible, not guilty. God damn. Take a little drink to that. Kind of blows my fucking mind that if you just have a history of something like not being conscious of, of of shit and then you can commit these atrocious acts and get away with it and then just probably end up going to a, a fucking treatment center for a little bit and then get out that blows my mind because how do you oper- how do you drive 14 miles get into a house strangle another human being who's obviously fighting back and you're still in this fucking state of not being awake that is really fucking scary yeah that's fucked up <laughs> I mean I hope, I'm a pretty light sleeper I mean yeah people that can just like he's obviously being this guy's obviously fighting back like how do you get hit and still be asleep unless he was on I don't know like sleeping pills or something because I know people have taken fucking sleeping pills and then say some quote crazy shit on Twitter and then the ends their career um yeah just blows my mind now that you can operate it it's probably like the the same effect of like blacking out from drinking cuz people do some crazy feats of uh human of humanism <laughs> people do some crazy shit when they're blacked out drunk i mean i've known i've i've done some crazy shit i've jumped out of a moving car you know jumped fences and shit like that and you're all just running on instinct. You, like, go back to this primordial fucking... Yeah, you're just running on pure instinct. You're, like... You're, like, uh... You're devolved, pretty much. <laughs> you're devolved, and you're just, uh... I had a friend one time. I think he listens to the podcast. <laughs> but I don't think he'll care. I'm not gonna name him, but... There was this... There was this time where we were pretty much blacked out and we had I think he was a little bit more uh, blacked out than me <laughs> but I remember having this little flash of a memory that we went inside a uh, like a liquor store like a CVS or Walgreens or something and we were just I think we were trying to buy food and um, by food I think uh, junk food like candy and chips but he, uh, 
ended up when we were in the aisle just taking down his pants and just started pissing in uh, the aisle all over the uh, all over the candy. It was pretty funny. Um, yeah, but you're just running on pure instinct in that state. Just pure American instinct. Um, yeah, that might that might be it. Just you're in this state that you can just commit these fucking atrocious acts. But without the uh, it's it's weird that these people don't have uh, alcohol or drugs in their system. All right, let's find another good one. Oh, yeah, this is all this is all dudes just killing their wives. Maybe they got fucking married too young. And they're just they're just fed up with life. They feel like they got duped. They don't have any uh, any any hobbies or anything. So they're just like bottle it all up and they're like Rah! and they <laughs> they just snap one day because the 9 to 5 is getting to them and they uh, they didn't accomplish what they wanted to do at a young age, so they just bottle up. Bottle up and explode. Good song by John Frusciante. So yeah, in 1997, Scott Flatterter, a devout Mormon religion, stabbed his wife 44 times with a hunting knife. He then dragged her into a backyard pool and held her head underwater. A neighbor who witnessed the drowning called police. Falater, who had no apparent motive, tried to mount a sleepwalking defense. He said he had a history of sleepwalking, was sleep-deprived, and was unconscious at the time of the attack. Yet Flatter had tried to conceal evidence. Police found the knife, bloody clothes, boots, gloves, and undergarments stuffed in a Tupperware container hidden in his car. Guilty! Also, between the stabbing and the drowning, the neighbor witness fault her motion for his dog to lie down, a possible sign of consciousness, and jury found Falater guilty of first-degree murder in 1999. Good! Fuck this guy. Blame shit on that. Yeah, it just seems like it's all... Yeah, it's all dudes fucking killing their wives. You know what really... You know what really grinds my gears, everybody? It really fucking bothers me. I don't know what this says about me, but I hate when I hear about a murder and the person, like, murders their whole family. And then they end up killing the dog. It's fucking infuriating. (laughs) It fucking makes me so mad. I'm like... I know you probably have some personal vendettas about your family. Um, but why bring the dog into it? He probably didn't do anything to you. Um, or they, yeah. I don't know. What does that say about me? What does that say about the human condition that we care more about? It's like when you see a fucking animal die in a movie. You're just like, God damn it. Why? Uh, let's read another one of these fucking things. I'm angry. I'm angry and I'm hungry. Uh, 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 uh. Hmm, yeah. Another one. In 
1994, Michael Ricksker was convicted of the murder of his wife. He claimed he had accidentally killed her during a, during a sleepwalking episode, which defense lawyers argued was provoked by a medical condition, sleep apnea. Prosecutors presented an alternative explanation <coughs> that Ricksker was upset that his wife was planning to leave him. Yep. Riskers told police that he awoke to find a gun in his hand and his wife bleeding in bed beside him. He said that he might have dreamed about an intruder breaking in. That didn't sway the jury. Ritzkers was sentenced to life in prison without parole, according to the Associated Press. Yep. Seems like it's all just people that bottle up their problems and they don't have healthy ways of coping with them. Uh, but who has healthy ways of coping? I mean, we all have some sort of vice. I know I kind of tend to bottle shit up, but I'm getting better at it. And I'm improving. Um, kind of this podcast is a good way to vent. It's kind of weird to listen to yourself uh, just talk out loud about shit. It's kind of a skill. And now I... Um, it's pretty... I think about shit different when I listen to someone just kind of ranting and shit because it's not easy. But I guess it's just the same of taking that inner monologue and just projecting it out. But now you have an audience. All uh, 30 of you that listen to this. (laughs) And that might not seem a lot, but if we were in the room, 30 people, we'd be all kind of uh, snugged up together. Steven Ritz killed his lover, Eva Winfinter, a married woman in her 40s during what was supposed to be a romantic Catalina Island getaway in 2001. He smashed her head with a flower pot, leaving shards in her scalp, dislocated her arm, punctured her with a plastic fork, (laughs) fractured her wrist, ribs, jaw, facial bones, and skull and wielding a pocket knife, left three gaping stab wounds in the back of her neck. Reitz told police that he had no recollection of the attack, though through flashbacks he recalled believing that he was in a scuffle with a male intruder. That, it's just too... You don't... (laughs) You don't do that when you're in... Like... You don't grab a flower pot and you're like, ah! <laughs> this guy probably just was having this fucking time with uh, his lover. They probably been arguing or something. Grabbed a flower pot, fucking broke it over her head like in a cartoon, and dislocated her arm, punctured her with a plastic fork, which I don't even know is possible because that shit breaks, shit bends, and just fucking use the pocket knife and yeah that seemed like he was just having his way Ritz who had worked as a commercial fisherman told police that the knife wounds on Windfurter's neck his wife were nearly identical to those that fishermen used to kill sharks at trial his parents testified that he had been a sleepwalker since childhood jurors didn't buy it the convicted Ritz of first-degree murder in 2004, 
Their decision was presumably influenced by the defendant's history of violence towards Winfinter, including an incident in which he had broken into her apartment with a knife and told her that he would gut her like a fish. So it seems like these are all bullshit. It's just fucking people that don't have good coping skills and they just want to take it out on people they once loved. But I'm sure there's um, sleepwalking uh, defenses that are true, you know. But it uh, it blows my mind though because you're in this state and it just you're in this weird, like almost like caveman like like fight or flight state where it's it's all the shit that you've been suppressing just comes out so it's anything you've probably been thinking about saying to someone or doing to someone you're just in this state of just don't have any inhibitions and you're just fucking letting loose you're having your own little uh burning man uh Oh, what is this one? This classic case in 1870s involved a man who fell asleep in the lobby of a Kentucky hotel. When a porter shook him to try to rouse him, the man drew a gun and shot the porter three times. While the porter held him on the floor, the man repeatedly yelled, Hooey! He reportedly rose, left the room, and told the witness that he had shot someone. When he told who it was, the man conveyed sadness. The shooter was found guilty of manslaughter, but the conviction was first on appeal. Evidence they had lifelong history of sleepwalking and even sleep deprived before the attack was excluded from the first trial. This seems kind of like, uh, this seems like kind of, um, this one makes sense. Because there's, I've, I've definitely had dreams where I've been in like a fight or something. You wake up and you kind of swing. Um... So yeah, when they shook, this guy shook someone who had fell asleep in a hotel, the guy reacted and shot him. But it's crazy that you can operate a gun because you have to pull back um, something, you know. I don't even know what it fucking is. I mean, you have to pull a trigger. So um, I think some guns you have to fucking pull back the fucking the mechanism on it. I don't know guns. I just know guns from video games. Um, but he yelled, who we? Oh, we. And then he, he uh, experienced some, some sadness. He conveyed some sadness. Uh, and he confessed. So this actually seems like uh, an unfort- unfortunate uh, scenario of being at the wrong place at the wrong time. And waking up the wrong dude. Uh, I think that might be enough ranting from this old dog. Oh my god, let's see. 22 minutes, you guys. I don't know who made it through this. But um, I appreciate it. Hopefully we can get some other dreams next time so I can do some dreams and not just fucking read and riff on this but it is fun though
we have reached the end of the episode. I think this is the fifth episode. Um, this one was kind of a doozy. Just off the cuff, off the heezy, freestyled to the beat of a new drum. <laughs> um, yeah, it was fun. Uh, maybe I'll I'll get some more dreams for next time that I can interpret. Thank you, everyone that has been sending sending me nice messages about the podcast. I really appreciate it. Y'all know how to make someone feel loved. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's been good, and I'll try to try to pump them out more and not really take a that long of a hiatus on them. Because I know some people were asking about when I was going to drop a new one. But I just had to take that uh, that self care, you know. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for for listening, and I hope you made it through through all that riffing. But yeah, if you'd like to submit a dream to me, you can reach me on my Instagram. It's at four billion smiling dogs. The number four billion smiling dogs. Yeah, thanks for listening. Hope you have some good dreams. I hope you uh, see a family pet that you used to have that has passed away. And they come back to you in a dream. And they're just very sweet to you. And they just want to let you know that they enjoyed your time with with uh, you. Or they enjoyed their time with you. I just want to let you know that they didn't like the name that you gave them. Um, that's not their name. Their name comes from a language that uh, the human brain can't possibly understand. A dead language. It goes past the Sumerians, all that. And only um, people that have reached a certain point of enlightenment can pronounce. But, uh, yeah, keep listening to the podcast. Have a good night, good day.